Hey, everybody. It is Friday the 27th of May. Uh, just on a personal little side note, just some of the personal stuff we got going on. My one and only daughter, the old, oldest child, is getting married, married to her longtime boyfriend, boyfriend of, gosh, over four years now. Um, they doing a small wedding, like 50 people doing it, the, doing it at the chapel up on Elkhart Hill. Um, you know, she's, <laughs> I, I love my daughter. She's taking the, the cheap way out. She doesn't want real big expensive. She's not doing a big reception. She's not doing anything like that. And the money that she's going to save on the wedding, she's planning on using to either put a down payment on a house or buy a new used car. Now you say, oh, used cars are expensive, but the car she's driving is a 2010 Ford Escape with 300,000 plus miles on it. Yes, you heard that right, 300,000. Um, she, and, she's, and she's got money saved up um, for a car anyway. She's been doing that. But, you know, she she's just, just doesn't spend a lot of money. And um, uh, her husband just got a, a job advancement. I know she got asked at her work. Uh, if she would move out of state because they wanted to move her up, but with her husband-to-be just getting promoted in his line of work, she said no, she wanted to stay where she was. So uh, we've been getting ready for a wedding around here, and the boss has been doing quite a bit of that. Um, And Judy's really good at that stuff. She's doing kind of the final thing this morning. She's getting the signs put up so people know where to go. And when she gets that done... Uh, she'll be pretty much prepared. My my job's pretty easy. I gotta walk. I gotta walk my. I gotta put on my nice black suit, walk my daughter down the aisle, and make sure that I take the marriage certificate to the ceremony, so it can all be signed. That's my job. So hopefully I can handle that and get that done. But late. What I wanted to talk about is CRP, uh, the Conservation Reserve Program. Now there was an announcement the twenty sixth. I think it was now. 27th or 25th maybe it, it's it's been a day or two ago um i know yesterday i did some investigating the the fsa people kind of got the rules and it's no help for this year's crops because you can't touch it during the primary nesting season and you have to remember if you would convert crp ground in the last year of the contract uh, before the contract's up, they they could take all of your payments back and charge you a penalty and any of the the um, incentive payments that you got when you signed it up 10 years ago. So, you know, you're going to let these contracts run, run their way out, even at $7 corn and $15, $16 soybeans. You're just going to. Now, what they have done when the primary nesting season ends, you can, you have to write a letter and ask for permission and they have to approve it and all this other stuff, but you can ask to get your CRP quote unquote out early. Now, in the state of Illinois, the whole state of Illinois has the primary nesting season of August 1. Now, I think the southern half of the state should be the same time as the state of Missouri, which is July 15th, but it's not. Illinois is August 1. Missouri now is July 15th. Uh, Probably what that allows guys to do is to go in there, uh, knock a cutting of hay off of it uh, before they tear it up. Now, this this will help out west where people are going to get ready for winter wheat. 
parts of Missouri, southern Illinois that will go, you know, wheat, double crop, soybeans, places in Kansas, possibly eastern Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas, um, you know, where they got, you know, some swaths of grass. Now, the one thing about it, um, probably your most productive ground is tied up in filter strips in the Midwest, in places like Iowa, Illinois. Um, now, whether farmers are going to take them out or not, I can tell you that we do, on a personal side note, we got two two-acre two filter strips, so it's four acres, not a lot of acres, but it is the best ground in both farms. That's down by drainage ditches, and we will bail them come the 1st of August if they let us uh, take those out early. And we will probably convert them over to crops for a year or two. Uh, we're going to have to reseed them anyway. We're going to have to interseed them with uh, alfalfa. So, and the thing is, you you know, if the market falls completely apart and Ukraine and Russia, you know, have peace forever, and you know, no, no, there's no no ships being mined or screwed around with, and and the price drops precipitously, um, I could still, you know, hay it. And then turn around and yet re-enroll it and then do the interseeding and everything and go on down the road. Um, but, you know, as a huge market mover, I know when this first got announced, you had some uh, market advisory people. And I noticed a couple traders up in Chicago. Wow, this could be really big. This could be really big. But when you get to looking at it, it's not big at all. One, it's only contracts that are expiring this year. And I can tell you, a lot of filter strips, waterways, and stuff like that, NRCS and FSA have already talked to farmers, and, and they talked to them early. And, and I get it because they're trying to manage workload and get everything done on time. That um, they've are that there's probably a number of people that have already re-enrolled them. Now, part of it, you have that maximum CRP payment through uh, this on this highly productive ground. Where you know it's the, what the average rental rate of the soils in uh, uh, the county, you know, you can't exceed that. And I think I think our maximum rate is like three hundred bucks an acre. Which, if you look, yeah, three hundred bucks an acre just to have that in grass and to have it, you know, spread out for ten years. That's a that's a quote unquote pretty good deal. And yeah, I'll I'll agree that that's a pretty good deal. But when you look at that soil type, uh, the rental rate's like three eighty, so we're being capped by the by the limiter on that, and the fact that you know you look at what our profit level is on this ground, and and if those filter strips did their job and grab nutrients, which I can tell you both of them, you know, in the overall, did they really need to be there? I don't know. You had some expert sign off on them and say yes, they could be. Um, but, um, you know, the, the, the fact that, that they're there, the fact that, um, you know, they exist, they, they're pretty easy to get re-enrolled. Now, to get them back in later down the road, who knows, uh, that could change. But I also look at the fact that uh, even on a 50-50 crop share, you know, you're, you're approaching $400-plus an acre return on that ground. Um, and, and one of them is, is on a, it's, it's two acres off of a, like a 14 acre patch that we have. And literally that is the best patch of ground we farm. And we got some pretty good dirt, 
but we got this one patch. It's down between a drainage ditch that's kind of got levees on both sides of it and a railroad that's kind of elevated. And it's down in there where the wind doesn't get to it, but it's got, uh, since it's got the drainage ditch along there, it's got good tile system under it. It's got excellent drainage. Um, you know, it's just that kind of ground that, uh, for lack of a better word, tremendous. And, and we can get in, in that neighborhood, you can, you can end up with six foot of black dirt with sand underneath it, which can be a problem in a drought like the, you know, 1988, 2012, because when you do literally lose all your water, you lose all your water. This is, this has no deep sand under it. It's, it's mud all the way down. And that, um... Just, like I said, it's very, very productive. But I know people, I've, I've had a number of questions. People asking me, you know, about CRP. People asking me about, you know, different, different, uh, you know, what's the effects of this and that. Um, it's only ground coming that, that's expiring, quote, unquote, October 1. And and like I said, some of this is going to be re-enrolled. Some of it, people are going to look at it and say, yeah, I want to keep that filter strip there. It's convenient. It's easy. It gives us a place to turn in the field or it gives us a place to hook up the, the you know, the draper head when we drag it down the road. I mean, there, there's all kinds of uh, reasons. And, and people, you know, they just may like the fact that there's a few pheasants or so in there. And they, quote, unquote, don't want to destroy that habitat. And... You know, they're going to intercede it with some clover, call it, call it a day, and go on down the road. So, uh, it, it's, it's more to help get this ground ready for winter wheat. Because if not, the, the ground, you know, would come out October 1. And so then you're, then you're scurrying around trying to get wheat planted, you know, the first part of October. And you're not going to be able to do it. Whereas now you take this ground out, you know, August one or in Missouri, yeah, you know, July fifteenth, you can get that ready. And I know our quote unquote fly free date. And for those of you out there, and there, there's a fly that gets into wheat if you plant it too early, and it can it can quote unquote ruin the um, um, wheat plant. Um, so you wait till it gets quote unquote cool enough um, in the fall to plant the wheat. And our fly-free date uh, ranges from, like, oh, I'd say up north the 26th, 27th of September to down around the 1st, 2nd of October, you know, in, in deep southern Illinois. And when you start looking at that, you know, the, coming out in October and trying to get it ready to plant, uh, it's probably, if you're going to wheat, this is going to help some people get some ground ready to do that. But overall, is it going to bring a whole bunch of acres? No. Is it, is it another nice announcement? Is it an announcement that you could kind of use to try to maybe knock the markets down? Is it an announcement that can say, hey, as an administration, we're doing something? Yes. But, you know, when it first came out, there was people thinking, wow, you know, you'd be able to keep that payment and convert that, that CRP ground into cropland this year and be able to do that and move on down the road. Well, that's not the fact. That's not the truth. And and I think a lot of I, a lot of the market advisory people, at least that I followed by yesterday, they had all they had all realized that, and they'd all pretty much like, okay, this is pretty much a non-event. Maybe one reason why the wheat and corn rallied yesterday morning up when they figured out, yeah, this is not going to add. It's not going to add any new crop corn. It's not going to add any new spring wheat acres. This is all for, quote-unquote, next year. And like I said, the markets could change and people could change their mind and, and never bring it out.
Well, and I got a compli- I got one other complicating factor because some people say, well, you're you're not very um, uh, conservation minded if you take these out, you know, yada 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 yada. <clears throat> I got a father that's ninety six years old that's in on these contracts too. Well, when something happens to him, then the estate's got to assume him, and then when it gets rolled over to the trust, the trust's got to assume the new contracts. And in, until something happens with that, it's probably just going to make it easier not to put it in CRP and just wait till everything's in the trust. And then when everything's in the trust, just put it in there. Now you run the risk of the rules changing. You run the risk of another administration coming in there and wanting to cut the rental rates. You run the risk of the economics going against you. I mean, you, you quote unquote, run all those risks by by not re-upping them. But on the other hand, you also run the opportunity that for the next several years, um, we may have the enhanced opportunity here to get a few more acres planted. Like, like I said, for us, for a lot of, you know, central Illinois corn soybean farmers, a lot of, you know, Iowa corn soybean farmers, this is really not going to increase acreage much, if any at all. Um, out west in some wheat acres, yeah. But you know, the other the other thing you got to look at. There's a reason that ground out west is in CRP because it's their least productive ground. Now, I will say, when you break sod out out west, you generally get one or two years of enhanced production before the ground starts blowing again. And let's face it, a lot of it out there was put into CRP because of wind erosion. And because it had been blown out in either the 30s or the 70s or the 80s, and that's why they put it in CRP because it, quote-unquote, was blown out in a dust storm. And what I mean by blown out, all the topsoil was blown off. So you're just talking about sand and gravel left there. Um, and, and, you know, they worked at it. And, you know, you get that one, quote-unquote, wet year that you can get that grass started and established. Uh, then grass, being a perennial, come back, will you get you know and and over over time and some of that has been in you know it's it's signed into 330 year or 310 year contracts it's been it's been in the ground 30 years um there's been in CRP 30 years and and there was some of these one year extensions and all this other stuff so some of it may have been been in CRP 33 34 years before this is the year it's coming out 35 years some of it maybe went in a 15-year contract and then it had a couple 10-year extensions. Um, and, and when you start looking at that ground, yeah, you tear it out, you're going to have one or two good productive years, but it's still probably the lowest productive ground on that farm in eastern Colorado, western Kansas, Panhandle, Oklahoma, Panhandle of Texas. So, so overall, it's not going to be putting the bushels out there that quote-unquote one would tend to think it's going to put the bushels out there. Uh, you know, the, the Biden administration has nibbled. Uh, they, they nibbled with this crop insurance thing. You know, is 10 bucks an acre really going to make a difference? Now, the, the big nibble on their announcement on the crop insurance was making counties that aren't right now eligible for crop insurance for double crop soybeans eligible. Now, I don't know how they're going to get that through the actuaries or people, the, you know, the people that add up the, the profit and loss in the crop insurance companies. I'm not quite sure how they get that done, and I'm sure you can, you're going to have maybe a World Trade Organization complaint from, you know, the likes of Canada or Brazil or somewhere, from, you know, Europe, 
uh, because it's wheat going on a lot of the CRP. Um, but you know, not, not, none of not that, the, none of those were quote unquote, you know, going to alter the landscape big time. Um, I can tell you before they made that announcement, there was a number of producers in my neighborhood, which is, you know, I'm I'm within about 10, 15 miles of the geographic center of the state of Illinois. So when you talk central Illinois, I'm literally central Illinois. I'm about as close, you know, the, the county I live in has the center of the state in it. You know, so pretty pretty much we're, we're the center. Um, and there was people in my neighborhood talking about going, you know, we eat with double crop soybeans. And you could successfully do it. And I, I and talking to one fertilizer chemical dealer, and he said there's guys that haven't grown wheat in 30 years that's talking about growing wheat. Um, so that was probably going to happen anyway. And it's, you know, wheat uses less nitrogen than corn. Helps with your cash flow. You bring money in in July. Um, you, you know, you turn around and plant the beans. And, you know, if, you know 40, 40 bushel beads are definitely a possibility if everything works out right. Um, and it's probably going to come at the expense of corn acres. Corn for total starch, and if that's what we're going for, total starch, corn is the crop to grow. Now, maybe they're going to come out and subsidize some fertilizer or whatever, but I, I do really do believe if you come out with a subsidy on the fertilizer program, the next day fertilizer will go up whatever the subsidy is. So I'm not sure you'll really gain anything there. But this the CRP announcement is not really going to change the landscape much. Uh, the stuff they've already announced on the wheat double crop soybeans is not going to change the landscape much. Now you're going to have some some Democratic farmers on some of these national uh, ag talk programs. They're they're going to talk it up, talk it up, talk it up. But they're just they're just doing a set of talking points they've been given. Um, you know the the overall the overall effect so far is. Nothing earth-shattering has been done to, quote-unquote, up the acreage total being planted in the United States. Now, there's going to be less hay um, ground. Um, and, and the cattle liquidation with this rain that they got, I, I talked to a cousin in West Texas. He got two inches. It's going to green some things up in West Texas. Um, not, it hasn't quote unquote broke the drought, but it's a start, big, made a big dent in it. Um, you know, that there, there's going to be a little bit more hay. There's going to be a little bit more pasture and that may stop this cattle liquidation, but you know, are we going to quote unquote rebuild the herd? Um, probably not. So, so you're going to get some corn and bean and wheat acres out of some hay ground. It's going to happen. Um, but overall, um, nothing, nothing's been done that's going to change the landscape in a major way. Not, not like we did in 19, you know, 73, 74, 75, where you got rid of the cows, you tore out the, the fences, and you plowed up the pastures. Um, and, and at that time, we had a lot more pastures to plow up. Or where the timber pasture got a bulldozer in it, and the trees got knocked down, piled up, and, and you farmed around some tree piles for several years. Um, or where some guys you know, cleared off some creek and river bottoms to farm. Um, those days are gone. And, I, and, and just one last thought here when you talk about total acres. Uh, these, these solar projects take the acres out. And some of them are not small, and some of them are taking 
some very very highly productive flat black ground out you know you can you can you can listen to all these you know food versus fuel debates with with ethanol well the one thing about that is that ground's still capable of growing something else besides corn once you put a solar panel on it you ain't growing nothing on it but a little bit of grass and and as low as i got the solar panels to the ground there's not going to be much grazing in between there Maybe some sheep and goats, but you're not going to be putting any cows out there. They'd wreck the solar panels. Um, that's a real food versus energy debate there. Windmills, windmill, you know, the average windmill takes like two acres out of production. So they're just more kind of a pain to farm around. But then on the other hand, also you get a, you get a nice rocked lane back into your field to haul the grain out. So that's maybe an added benefit. Well, hey... A CRP rule changes. Phone rang off the hook yesterday. People are kind of wanting to know what thought of it, what what the opinion was. You know, overall, it's still it's still not a major announcement that's going to change the the landscape in a big way. But once again, I I don't think the Democrats and the people that support them, being the the some of the more leftist environmentalists that we would we would tend to see are going to allow them to make, quote-unquote, big changes in that program to add acres. And that that may change our marketing plans just a little bit. Well, hey, to the smartest audience in agriculture, thanks for listening.